0: The Bucks
1: never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzian. Hey, it's Sparky Pfeiffer, twelve fifty AM. The fan, along with our guy Nathan Marzian, Bucks super fan, and single and available. Is that still true? We haven't talked in a while.
0: Yes, it is true.
1: It is still true. I just, I was just checking. I mean. Yeah, off on thursday you know i didn't know what was all going on i mean you had a date you try to sneak off to where the case may be so i was just just check it in seeing how things are because you take I off mean, on random road trips without
0: telling me so i would never i'm just gonna say i would never ever skip out on talking about the bucks for, for a, a, a girl yes so you dude, don't have to ever, ever work about it. You, don't, you don't ever have to worry about that
1: i'm not worrying but i will be completely fine with it when that day comes If you are like dude i got a date with this hot girl and I'm gonna have to go, Spark. You'll have to find somebody else. I'd be like, "Cool, congratulations, that's awesome." Make sure you go to a nice restaurant, like five o'clock steakhouse or something nice. Like I got, I got it all laid out for you. Whenever we get to that point, and you need to wine and dine somebody, I I got you, Nathan Marzian. All right, let's talk about Giannis injury update. There, Myers Leonard signing with the Bucks. We got the buyout market is happening. Not really with the Bucks, but it's happening either way. Will Barden is now going to become a free agent. Uh, as of earlier today. So once he clears everybody, he'll become a free agent. We'll see what the Bucs can do with him. Uh, And then, of course, All-Star Weekend. We're hoping to get to all of those topics here on a Green and Growing podcast. Uh, Follow Nathan Marzian on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Let's first start off with the Giannis news. Uh, I don't know about you. I I wasn't really a big fan of him being on the basketball floor at any point in time. You know, you want to go there and coach and all that. Okay, fine. He got on, he got off uh, and no further damage was done, but you could see that video that kind of went viral of him lifting that trophy up, kind of how he was having a maneuver. Uh, And then you hear the report uh, out that, Oh, he's flying to New York and uh, he's going to have to have his, have it looked at again. And you're just like, Oh my God, please don't be anything long-term. And and thankfully it's not. The, The result was, yes, it is a sprained ligament. And once the swelling goes down and, he can tolerate the pain. He can go back uh, to playing. How many games that will be? We still have no idea. Uh, Nathan Marzian, uh, how did you handle All-Star Weekend watching him and then the news that he was going to New York?
0: I mean, I've I've never been super concerned about this being some type of long injury. Like I just the whole time, you know, it happened during that game and you know, he went out and didn't come back, and you're kind of like, okay, it's the all-star break. He's probably gonna be extra cautious, he's gonna have extra time to heal from this. Um, I wouldn't have cared had he played in the all-star game or not. Like I was like, they're going to, you know, he'll know better than us and the team will know better than us, like what he should be doing. So if he plays, that has to mean he's at least feels okay to play. And if he doesn't, okay, then obviously like he just wants to be either extra cautious or he just isn't feeling well enough to play. So I was fine with how everything went. Um, you know, not doing the skills challenge, not doing the all-star game basically and all that. And then even with the extra, you know, always flying to New York to get the, to get it examined and whatever. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I'm like, okay, they're, again, they're going to be extra cautious. They have a week here to like kind of just have a free week right. to um, make sure, you know, again, like, like, why would they almost, why would they not do this? Like, I don't know. I feel like this stuff probably happens a lot, but it doesn't always get reported. Um, and it's like, they have, if they have the time to do it and they have, you know, the it, it's, I don't, it's never a good time to get injury, but if there is a good time to get a small injury, it's like right now, um, when you have a week off essentially, and so it's like, yeah, why not, you know, just, again, double check, make sure everything's fine, um, see exactly what you have with this injury, and he'll probably miss some time, he'll probably miss a few games. I don't expect it to go on any longer than that, knowing Giannis, too. Like, he's been back pretty quickly from, from other injuries in the past. And I do think there's <clears throat> going to be <clears throat> excuse me, some sense of urgency as we get into, like, March for Giannis to, like, you know, even if it is lingering just a little bit for him to be like, okay, we got to, we got to get this whole team. See, you know how this whole team looks healthy at some point before this playoffs come like, like, I don't, you know, when it's January and those guys had those injuries and it's like, there's not a huge incentive to really come back early. You're going to wait it out pretty much as long as you can in January. But as it gets to like March, okay, now you're kind of, there's a little bit more of like, okay, there's a sense of urgency to get back. And um, I just, I think he'll be out a few games. He'll come back everything will be fine it's not the end of the world he doesn't he has never said anything that makes it seem like it's a big deal nobody's you know again no no science point to it being a big deal so i'm not going to treat it as a big deal.
1: let's talk about the next few games bucks right now trying to catch that one seed uh, with the boston celtics 12 game winning streak for this milwaukee bucks team but it's not easy uh coming off the all-star break right so friday night uh, at home against Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. And they have a buyout edition that we'll talk about uh, coming up in just a little bit. Then it's Sunday. Uh, the Phoenix Suns come to town and Kevin Durant and so forth. I don't think he's going to be back. Have you heard anything on KD? I don't think he's going to be back by Sunday. Uh, yeah,
0: I haven't. I haven't heard much. All I know is they said he's definitely not playing before the all-star break. And I don't know when he'll be back after. So we'll
1: so. see. So hopefully yeah. he's not back for that game. That gives you a better chance of winning, obviously. But still won't be an easy game. Then Tuesday, the 28th, you're at the Nets. Um And then it lets up a little bit, get Orlando on Wednesday, March 1st. So these next three games uh, could be a little bit more difficult, right? I mean, the Nets we don't know about, but they, as they build chemistry, I think they'll get better. Uh, and that's really what it's going to be all about. But these next two games, the Heat and the Suns will not be easy without Giannis.
0: No, but I mean, I don't know. I think the Heat, you can still beat without him. I think um, Suns without KD, you can still beat without him. And those are both at home. Yes. Yeah. I mean
1: I believe let me just know. double check. Yeah, both advisor form. Yep.
0: So I think, yeah, if you have if you have Chris, maybe you know, maybe there's he's playing more minutes now that he's had the all-star break and had even more extra time to, you know, get comfortable and everything. Maybe he's I don't I don't wanna think I don't think he's gonna start right away coming out of the all-star break, but like he'll probably play, you know, maybe five more minutes than he was before and they'll just keep ramping him up. Um so that should help. Drew has shown he can do enough to um you know, carry the team if he needs to, to a potential win against a team like the Heat or um, even, again, the Suns without KD. And, I mean, I think, I don't know when Bobby's going to come back. I haven't heard much on that either, but if he comes back pretty shortly and it's like, okay, you have some of that scoring back off the bench because without Giannis, that's going to be the main thing you're missing is just the the scoring consistency, obviously. And so getting him back could help. I don't know. I just, and, and Brooklyn's not scary without, you know, KD, Kyrie. Like, they're a team that, has a lot of talent and everything, but it's like, I don't know. I, I definitely think that, you know, if drew plays really well and Chris is playing 25 minutes ish and has a good 25 minutes, maybe Bobby's back by that time. Like we absolutely have enough to beat Brooklyn for sure. Um, So I don't know, maybe they can hang in there, win two out of three and Giannis comes back, you know, maybe later that next week or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be, it's, it's a tough little stretch here, but it's also not, I don't know, it's not as bad as maybe we originally thought. It's kind of nice because, you know, you look at it and there's a chance you kind of get to, you know, you're looking at the sun. we play the Suns and the Nets and you're assuming that, okay, we would have had to play KD before if it was if he's on the Nets and now we're going to have to play him if he's on the Suns. We might avoid him on both because he might not play for the Suns and he's not playing for the Nets. So it's like that could be a little bit of a, a, a break there to just kind of avoid KD both games um, when you kind of would assume that he'd be in one of those two. So that could help a little bit too.
1: It'll be interesting to see how long Bobby Portis is out. How long does it take Jay Crowder uh, to get into a Bucks uniform and get into his rhythm? I would assume it'll take probably a good month before Crowder's probably in NBA game shape and playing the way that you know he wants to be playing, would be my guess at this point. It's going to take Bobby Portis a little time probably to get back up to speed after being out uh, for several weeks. Uh, so you really do need, hey, look, hey, worst case scenario, yeah, you're playing all together for the first time in the beginning of the playoffs. But but you don't want to be in that situation. You want to be in a situation where you get at least two weeks, at least, you know, six, seven games together prior to the playoffs of everybody being healthy, but being able to figure out what his playoff rotations are going to look like, putting the pieces together and communicating with the team. This is how we're going to play. We're going to play like this the way out. So we're all knowing our roles going into playoffs. That's ideally how you want it to be done. You don't want to be in a situation because of injuries where the first time these guys are all out there together and Bud's trying to figure out what to do with them is in the first round of the playoffs. Grant you, in the first round of the playoffs, the Bucks will be expected to win. I don't know about sweeping, but they'll be expected to win, which should be a relatively easy series for them. So that gives you a little bit of a leeway there to you know uh, maneuver and experiment with what you want to do with rotations. But the sooner they're the uh, the, the sooner they're healthy. Uh, obviously, the better it's going to be for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, let's move on to topic number two, Myers Leonard. I haven't seen him in a couple of years. Uh, the center, one of the NBA draft busts of all time, uh, signs to a 10-day contract uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, uh, obviously, he had the anti-Semitic comment uh, while playing video games that somebody called uh, caught um, and then he essentially was told you're done playing. They traded him. He was released and nobody has talked to him since. Uh, he had a workout, I believe with the Lakers last month, uh, to see kind of what he looked like. And uh, now the Milwaukee Bucks are giving him a 10 day contract. Uh, he has a little bit of an outside shot when he gets going, or at least he used to again, haven't seen him in a while. So we'll see what that looks like. But again, when I say, you know, he's one of the biggest all-time NBA draft busts, this dude's never topped more than 21, 21.9 minutes. I believe. Uh, is what I saw. That's the most minutes he's ever played on average in a season in his NBA career. He was drafted 11th overall in the first round when he came out in the draft. His career average is like five points per game. Like he's not very good, uh, but he can stretch the floor, could shoot a little bit. I think this is the Bucs helping an agent out. I don't even know who his agent is. I haven't looked that far into it to see, you know, does this guy represent Giannis? Does he represent Middleton, Holiday? Like, does he have a connection somewhere uh, that we need to tie in? It feels like a favor to an agent to kind of get his guy a little run here when nobody else would give him a chance. 10-day contract in, out, maybe you play in one or two games, three minutes here, two minutes there, and that's the end of it. I can't imagine it's anything more than that, but we'll see. How do you read the room, Nathan? It's only a kick.
0: A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. I I have no I have two rules, first off, when I'm talking about the NBA. Number one, don't overreact to summer league. And number two, don't overreact to 10-day contracts. I hate again. rule
1: one. You should just abolish rule one. Summer League is the best time to overreact. It's the best time to get excited and get hopes through the that's roof the, that's on the prospects preseason. and rookies. Oh my God, it's the best time.
0: It's the best. Right. Preseason, you can do that a little bit because at least you're playing against legit NBA NBA guys throughout. But anyways, you're missing out on just, a lot of
1: fun, think Missing out on a lot of I'm fun. Not,
0: I'm not, I still watch Summer League, but I have to like could, like when Marjan had a couple nights, you're like yeah. pulling yourself in, like don't overreact. Like it's Summer League, do not overreact. And <laughs> it's the same with guys at the end of the bench, like the the 14th, 15th guys on the end of the bench. I'm not gonna overreact to that ever because it's like it does not matter. Those guys are not playing in the playoffs. I'm not gonna overreact to a 10 day contract. I get. The obvious, you know, the issues with, you know, his comments he's made and stuff like that and people not liking that and not wanting him on the Bucks. I totally understand that. I'm not thrilled that he's on the Bucks, but by all accounts, he has done a lot to make that right and, you know, has, has been educating himself and doing all this stuff in the Jewish community. I like by all accounts, he's been really good at, sure. you know, using this as a, as a, as a not a positive, but like. Making it into something a learning opportunity rather than doubling down or acting like he did nothing wrong, and um, so I'm not opposed to him getting a second chance. Like I don't think that one I'm not comment, opposed to it either.
1: I just don't think he's yeah. very good.
0: Because so many, yeah, but so many people are like, just you know, they they're just like he made that comment. He 100% shouldn't be in the NBA anymore and blah right. blah. And it's like he's again, if he had not acknowledged his mistake and if he had acted like he did nothing wrong, then okay, I'd agree. Like that's just a bad dude. But um, again, by all accounts, I don't follow him. I don't know much about him, but I just know by all accounts he has done a lot to correct that. So I'm okay with him getting a second chance and all that. I saw the Bucks had been talking to him for like a year they said, um kind of keeping track of his progress and that to me says something along the lines of they look at him as like maybe again, just a if they need a depth piece at some point in the season. He is at least a, a seven footer that can shoot, you know, at right. least a little bit. And I'm not saying he's some sharpshooter. I'm not saying he's some offensive, big, you know, offensive player, but it's at least the archetype of like a, a solid player, a solid backup player that you want on the Bucks. And so, you know, again, it's only a 10 day. So who who really cares? I mean, I don't expect them to sign him to the, for the whole season or anything like that. Unless, you know, I, I just don't see it happening, but, um, Just not that big of a deal to me. Like, I didn't have a huge, strong reaction to it because, again, it's a 10-day contract. Like, I really don't care. Um, If they sign him long-term, then I might have more of a, 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 you know, take on it or, like, actually put some thought into it more. But it's like, I don't really care. It's a 10-day contract. Well, they have Giannis out and need a little bit of depth. Who cares?
1: Yep. We'll see how this plays out going forward. All right, topic number three, the buyout market is active and going, and uh, a couple guys finding new homes. Uh, The latest, Patrick Beverly, headed to the Chicago Bulls. He is from Chicago, so he gets to go home a little bit. Uh, That locker room has been a mess um, by all accord Uh, in Chicago all year. They've had their issues trying to get all on the same page and pulling in the right direction, and there's been some chemistry issues, it sounds like, down there. Uh, So now, and again, remember, they've had without been without Lonzo Ball, which has been there should have been their point guard. And this season might be completely different had Lonzo Ball been healthy all year. But that hasn't been the case. And I don't I don't know if he'll ever be healthy. I mean, but you hear the stories about how bad Lonzo Ball is. I I don't I don't know if and when he'll play basketball again. Uh, But Patrick Beverly uh, to Chicago and Beverly made a comment that, hey, he's he seems pretty easy, like. I'll come over there get on a playoff run get, get Chicago on a playoff run and let's see what we can do in the Eastern Conference playoffs uh Nathan Marzi on the impact you think Beverly will have on the Chicago Bulls
0: Not that much. I mean, he's he's not that good and the Bulls are not going to do anything in the playoffs. Like it, it's kind of a weird match to me because he had said he wants to go to a title contender in a Correct. you Correct. know he is the type of guy that can like take a t- like add a little bit of an edge to a team that maybe is like really needs that, but it's like, it's like they're right there and that might be just something they're missing, but like the bulls aren't that close to being there. They have plenty of, you know, they Caruso is kind of similar to him already. Like that's kind of the same ish type player of like totally defensive, not giving you any offensive guard. Um, can't really be a primary ball handler or anything like that. Like he's not a, he's not, you're going to be your point guard. Um, I just kind of a weird one to me. Like the bulls still just don't really have a, a, a true point guard. Um, I don't know. I didn't. I I don't really see the match there. And I,
1: I think know. it's a chemistry thing. They're hoping that he's able to galvanize that locker room, um, and, and light a fire under some of these guys in that locker. room. That's what I think that they're hoping for. They light a fire and get like, what is the fire? You're gonna light okay. a
0: fire and wow! Oh my gosh, they might get the the eight seed. Like what?
1: <laughs> True, but I think if you're the GM of this team. You're looking at it going, okay, am I going to blow this team up or not? A lot of people thought he should have blown it up at the trade deadline. He didn't and said, let's play down and see what happens, and then I'll reevaluate in the offseason. So maybe he's going to go and say, all right, look. Because I think, wasn't he wasn't he in Houston when that dude was in Houston? Weren't they there together, I think, uh, at, at one point? So I think he knows Patrick Beverly back from, from those days. So let's just see how this all plays out uh, going forward with him. Russell Westbrook. <clears throat> Two... The L.A. Clippers. Now, again, this wasn't a hard one to project because that's where his family lives. Um, His wife and Kendrick Perkins got into it about Russell's finally home with his children, leave him alone, quit picking on my guy because Perkins absolutely killed him last year uh, with the Lakers. And Westbrook, you know, I mean, you could argue he might be in the sixth man of the year conversation. He's played pretty well off of the bench for them. Uh, This year for the Lakers. They've already said he's going to start for the Clippers. So it's going to be him, Paul George, uh, and Kawhi Leonard. I think that's stupid, to be honest with you. Uh, But Nathan Marzion, how much better do the Clippers become by adding Russell Westbrook in the biomark?
0: They they say he's going to start.
1: Yes. Gonna start. That's crazy to
0: me. Um, I I don't know. That almost. Russ is a talented player. Everyone knows that he's always had like talent explosiveness athleticism but like if he becomes your starting point guard I feel like that makes you worse like I just don't like that I feel like you in it's hard to just like add him to a team and he makes them better it, it we saw it with the Lakers where I mean I, I was one of the people that predicted with the Lakers that it's not going to work like he's not the type of player that he's not a winning player he's not someone who you know elevates those around him and has a style of play that's like easy to build around you know he he doesn't shoot well he shoots a little bit too often he's you know turnover prone and all that stuff and it's like I I don't want him as my starting point guard I mean especially as a as a contender it's like I just feel like that's something that could completely throw everything off weird for me that the Clippers like get rid of Reggie Jackson and then bring in Westbrook like I'd neither one of them is good, but like, I'd rather have Reggie Jackson. I don't know. I, I, I don't want Russell Westbrook on my team. Like I, Reggie Jackson can at least like, he's put together some nice playoff games over the last couple of years. Uh, just, I think a little bit more like trustworthy in those moments and not going to kill you. I don't, I just, I don't want Russell Westbrook on my team. That's all.
1: I agree. I don't want Russell Westbrook on my team either. And I was on six, seven, the score in Chicago, uh, last week. And at the end of the interview, I was like, you're like, Hey, Sparky, thanks for coming on. Whatever I said. Russell Westbrook y'all and they both started laughing and they're like yeah apparently they think he can help out the locker room or blah 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 blah, blah, blah. and I'm like well good luck with that and they both started laughing uh, so thankfully for them they got Beverly over Westbrook because uh, I wouldn't want Westbrook uh, around that that squad either and him starting with two other superstars right we've seen this already with LeBron and Anthony Davis now he gets Paul George and Kawhi Leonard I, I think he's gonna pull the team but We'll see if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I I just think anytime you've put him around star players, it always ends up going sideways uh, and it's a mess. He's much better off in a situation where he's with a bunch of other dudes that aren't trying to be the stars or whatever the case may be. He's the vet uh, and you kind of just let him go. But either way, uh, good luck to the LA Clippers there. Kevin Love, he hit the buyout market and he is added to the Miami Heat. I'm not sure if the Bucs will get to see him right off the bat out of the all-star break. Uh, Kevin Love to the Heat. Thoughts, Nathan Marzian?
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message
0: and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, I mean, he was someone that, like, I was potentially interested in for the bucks. I mean, if you're going to bring in a big guy and it's like, you know, he can shoot, um, you know, wouldn't hate it. I don't know. I mean, the Heat got rid of uh, uh, Dwayne Dedman and... Now it's like, I mean, Kevin Love is definitely an upgrade over him. So I, it's a good move. I don't know how much, like, I don't, it's hard. to. He's more of an
1: offensive player than Deadman, That's for damn sure. They were looking to add some offense. He's a much better offensive player.
0: Yeah. No, no question about that. Um, So yeah, I, I don't mind it for them. I mean, I just think he's for any team, like he's a pretty low cost, you know, at least you get a a shooting big man. That isn't extremely easy to find uh, these days. And it's like. I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it, you know, like for them and for any, again, any team that got him, it's like, like anyone, any big guy that can shoot a little bit, you know, it's not like a, like there's no way you're going to put them on your team and get worse. I mean, it's like, that's just something that you almost like can't get enough of those guys. So it's, it's something that, you know, whoever he went to was probably going to get a pretty good deal for him. And um, yeah, so, so pretty good for Miami.
1: I was blown away and it makes me feel really old. I saw the report that Cleveland's going to retire his jersey, hanging in the Raptors. It's like, been there long enough to retire his damn jersey. And I went back and look. I'm like, damn, he's been in Cleveland a long time. Because remember that was the whole Wiggins trade, yeah. <laughs> and I forgot how long Wiggins has been in the league. I was like, man, that, that has is- been a long time. He's been in Cleveland so 2014, right? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, so he's yeah. been there a long time. So to get his jersey retired, that's pretty good. Because I always think of him like Minnesota, but I mean, at the end of the day, obviously he's been in Cleveland longer, and uh, so that that's a pretty cool deal. At least they got that out of it. And they got a championship, obviously, with LeBron out of it, too. So that all worked out. Okay. So let's talk about one guy that now it looks like he's going to be on the buyout market. And you and I have talked about him before, Nathan. That's Will Barton uh, from the Wizards. They reached a, an agreement on a deal to let him go be a, a become a free agent here. Uh, I'm all on board for bringing Will Barton in if, if that's something they want to do. Uh, is it still something you're interested in?
0: Yeah, I mean, why not? Like, again, these buyout guys it's more just another body to have. It's another backup depth piece to have where it's, you know, he he has shown flashes of like three and D and, you know, he's not consistent necessarily on either one necessarily, but like, he's got pretty good size and it's just another, it's just another guy to have. It's another body to have. It's another person to, if you have to throw them out there, he's, you know, been in plenty of, of, you know, playoff games and stuff. And he has a lot of experience. So it's someone that, you know, again, if worse comes to worst and you have to throw him out there, like that's not a terrible worst option to have. Like that's a pretty good worst option to have. And so I don't know. I've someone I've always been definitely interested in just like adding in here. And, you know, again, I, I just feel like it can't hurt. Like he he doesn't do much that's gonna hurt your team. I it why not? You know, again, it's just a depth piece.
1: All right, last topic here on Green and Growing. Remember, download this wherever you download your favorite podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your family members. Tell everybody on social media. Nathan Marzion, Steve Sparky for Green and Growing. Record on Tuesdays and Thursdays normally, and it gets posted on Wednesday and Friday mornings. Let's recap the All-Star Weekend. I've been looking forward to doing this with Nathan Marzion since All-Star Weekend uh, for numerous reasons because... So many times in this podcast, we're going to have the age difference, right? Where it's going to be the old guy take versus the young guy take. And in this situation, I really feel like this all-star weekend really is coming down to old guy versus young guy when conversations are being had. Marzion's got a little bit of old soul to him, though, sometimes uh, in what he likes in sports. And sometimes him and I are on the same page. Okay, three-point shootout. Um, overall, okay. It-, it was okay. It wasn't nothing special. I guess I expected more going into three point shootout did you expect more out of that did you think the shooting was as good I I just thought that they were going to be better I guess at shooting the three in that contest
0: yeah no but nobody lit it up but no. it was fun to see it come down to the end like that with Lillard like knocking out was it buddy healed 26 yeah, buddy Heald. Whatever. yep and so like him hitting those last couple shots to do that like that was fun at least it was close um it wasn't you know anything where one guy just blew out the rest of them but yeah it, it is nobody got insanely hot at any point really so it you kind of miss that where like there was the one year where Curry went absolutely crazy and like that's just something that, you know, that's what you're watching that to see is like these guys just drained bucket after bucket. Nothing that nothing that was, you know, like that. But again, at least it was it was a good ending. Skills competition, you
1: can just burn that and never to ever do that again. That was yeah. atrocious, and you knew going in, Giannis and his brothers weren't going to be very good. But Giannis goes out, Holiday comes in, and again his brothers aren't very good, so you knew they were going to suck. But then you had the rookies. Oh my God, they they were worse. So between the two, those two teams, you had six dudes. It was horrible, uh, and then you finally had a representative, uh, three guys from the NBA from uh, Utah, obviously that finished it off. But i have I never want to see that again. I'm totally fine that they never bring that back again. I have an idea of what to do instead. We'll get to that later. But I, I, if we never see that again, Nathan, I'm fine,
0: yeah, me too. it's it's something that like it always in theory seems like it's a fun, good idea, but it never is. And I don't know. they I mean, like so much of this stuff, I, with the skills contest, like the the first thing they did with the speed round or whatever my issue is like you don't even have you don't get rewarded for like making the shots or like you could easily just go up and like or even like making the pass you you could just go up and chuck all three balls and it doesn't matter if you make them or not you just get to keep going and it's like there's not really any like you could be terrible and still have a decent time it it's just really dumb and then the passing thing was like not fun to watch like it's not fun to watch guys like pass into a hoop um and then the third one with the shooting they were all awful at shooting so it's like it just was not a good time. And I, I like the, they used to do the shooting stars thing where like yeah. you have, um, they usually do like, they'd have a current player, a legend, and maybe like a WNBA player yes. or something like that. And they'd have like, you know, the, the first person has to make a shot from the, you know, the elbow or something. And then the next person makes a shot from the three, yep. and then they have to go, go shoot a half court shot. And like, it, it's fun watching people shoot half court shots and trying to make it in a certain amount of time. Like that's at least fun to watch. Whereas watching guys pass is not fun. And watching them just kind of run around these little obstacles and like miss shots and just kind of like nobody knows what's going on. Like that's not fun. Like watching just a bunch of half court shots is at, it's at least entertaining. So I would rather just bring that back. Uh, good.
1: A lot of half court shots. We'll get to the all star game momentarily. Uh, but also uh, the celebrity game, which normally features uh, Mark Lazzari. uh not this time, but Giannis coaching. Giannis was really trying to coach and then afterwards is like dude I really want to be a head coach and I'm done I I want to be a head coach I think it would be very entertaining if he do, did become a head coach but that was to me worth watching just to watch Giannis drawing up plays and trying to get these guys to actually compete and and do something he treated it more seriously than I thought
0: he would I didn't watch it live I didn't watch it all actually but I just saw the clips on like Twitter of stuff of him saying funny stuff or like you know him in the huddle and and all that so yeah, like it, it was cool, you know, I, I, that's just the way he is. It's like he's he he wants to try, he wants to. Yeah. He's not going to just be nonchalant about it. Um so, yeah, that was fun to see and and like it's cool he got to do that. Slam dunk contest. Mac McClung saves the slam
1: dunk contest. Uh and that's what everybody says. And I don't necessarily disagree. But the slam dunk contest is never going to be the slam dunk contest because egos are involved with the superstars unlike it was back in the day back in the day nobody gave a damn if they lost the slam dunk contest oh michael jordan beat me oh i'll never be the same that's why lebron never did it that's why Jamal jama rant doesn't want to come back and try this again nobody wants to get beat by Mack McClung. i'm here to tell you nobody so Zion Williamson talking about doing it. There is zero chance, zero chance. If I was the New Orleans Pelicans, I'm letting him anywhere near a dunk contest, dude. You can't stay healthy just walking up and down the court. I'm not gonna let you go do a dunk contest for fun. Zero chance. But let's say he even did it, he ain't beat him, Matt McClung either. I mean, there's no way you're gonna get star players to go compete against this dude and get embarrassed or get beat by this dude who's not even in the NBA, really. So yes, he saved the night and yes, went viral and his dunks were stupid good, but saving the contest, it's not going to happen because these guys' egos are going to get in the way of them coming and wanting to compete against him. Now, if it happens that John Moran goes, hell yeah, I'm in, I'll take this dude out. And now it becomes a us versus you thing. Fine. But the only way that's going to happen is if they're okay, knowing that if they lose that they can accept it. And I don't think any of them can accept it. I mean, for God's sakes, they couldn't accept getting drafted last in the all-star draft. So they had to change the rules of that. So people's feelings didn't get hurt. That's where we are with egos of NBA players right now. I'm done venting. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. I, I definitely think people, you know, it runs a little bit like the stars are too cool for that kind of stuff. And they don't want to do that and whatever. Um, my, my problem with the dunk contest. And I'm not saying Mac McClung necessarily. Like it wasn't a problem with, with his dunks necessarily. Cause I think, you know, at least a couple of them deserve 50s, but they, they are too, they need to be like harsher with their judging. I feel like they hand out fifties a lot and they hand out 49s and like a dunk. If it's a 50 should be something that is like a big deal. Like, wow, someone got a 50 this year. Like that's crazy. And like, that should be a, if you, if it's a dunk that you're going to remember for years and years to come, okay, that could be a 50, but like, that they had Trey Murphy do the most basic dunk I've ever seen. And he got 50 from like two or three judges. And so I'm just like, I don't know the whole scoring system seems flawed and like these dunks happen. And I'm like, they're going to give that a 49, but it really to me is like a 45. Like if we're judging it on a, you know, 30 to 50 scale essentially, or whatever, like, I don't know. That's my big problem with it is I just, I, I'm a little bit more like, I want them to be harsher with it. I want them to not just like, Hand out 50s. Cause again, if you give a dunk a 50, you're essentially putting it on the same level as like that Aaron Gordon dunk from years ago. Whereas I'm like, that should be a dunk that like is above all those other ones. And really, like that was a 50. And all these other ones are like 49, 48s, you know, and then there's some that are worse than that, and whatever. I just they they hand out 50s too much, they hand out high scores too much. I that's what I don't like about it.
1: All right. Uh now here here's my idea before we move on to the actual All-Star game. Uh, my idea to replace that goofy skills competition. And I came up with it when I saw Marcus Johnson, who dunked again, by the way, who I didn't know was, was guys with Gilbert arenas who was in that shot. I had no idea. Uh, but either way. So Marcus Johnson throws down the dunk again. Congratulations to Marcus Johnson. I want a senior dunk contest at the all-star weekend. That's what I want. I'm um, bring me bring me back the senior all-star dunk contest and put them in age groups, right? So 40 to 50 is one age group. 50 to 60 is another. 60 plus is another. Three age groups, three dudes in age group. Go do it, right? Three best dunks, two best dunks, whatever you want to call it. And let the current NBA players, all-stars, be the judges of the dudes that used to do it, right? I guarantee you, if you did this, Michael Jordan would go, would compete in it. Guarantee. Jordan would, would practice all year to get himself back in shape, to do some crazy crap to see if he could still do it. And would get himself back in shape to do it. I think a lot of these dudes, with knowing that there's a chance, especially if the prize money's pretty decent. Now, Jordan don't need money. But some of these other dudes may need some cash. And so you may actually be able to kind of get this up. Or have a senior all-star game. Let some of these dudes go out there and play together. Uh, and see what it looks like. Let's see who could still shoot and, and so forth. I mean, you've got that, that what is that? That three-on-three league. Uh, that's essentially a senior league at this point. That's pretty much what that is the three-on-three league that they've got going on. But it would be kind of cool to see the older guys come out ball again. I think the dunk contest would be fun because if Marcus Johnson's doing it in his mid-60s, I know damn right well there's a bunch of dudes out there in their 40s and 50s could still probably
0: put on a show. Yeah, I don't mind it. I'd rather... My thing is, like, if they're going to take away the skills contest, I've, I've always wanted them to do some type of... And again, I I don't know how you get everyone to participate in this and guys won't because they're afraid of losing, but a one-on-one contest or something sure. like that. like it'd just be really cool to see like a a a one-on-one tournament or something like that, or even, even two on two, three on three, like something small that you get to watch, you know, I, like I don't, just to see Luca one-on-one against staff. Like, how does that look? And just, I, that'd be so cool to watch. I think so many people would tune into that, but again, guys will probably be afraid of Eagle. losing. and They're not going to want to like take that risk. Guys like,
1: ankles get broke. It gets shown up. It's all over the internet and they're like, Oh, yeah, I'm not doing that again. That was stupid
0: but that'd just be really cool to see like, and yeah. you'd probably have to, you'd have to keep it at like similar positions. Like, okay, the guard one-on-ones and the forwards and the bigs and whatever. Yeah. Um, Cause you're not going to have Curry go against, you know, Giannis. Cause that's just not like, completely different, but that'd be, that's something I've always wanted to see.
1: Love it. If it's two on two, I love it. It's almost like a white men can't jump type deal where you're out on the playing street ball and it's two on two and away you go.
0: I love yeah, it. Do a, do a two on two with like, could you imagine like Damon Giannis, Versus, you know, Steph and Embiid, like that'd be so awesome to watch, you know, something like that. No
1: doubt, I I think that'd be great. And you could you do it with the All Stars that are there, right? So everybody picks their guy that they're going to play with, and then they go play. I I think that'd be great. But again, will they actually play hard? Because now that we get to the All Star game, that was the single worst All Star NBA All Star game I've ever seen in my entire freaking life. It was atrocious. I turned it off. I was watching the DC Defenders XFL game, uh, and Guys were tweeting at me. Dude, 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 Elam rule, Elam rule. Wait, wait till the fourth. Okay. So that game, the defenders game ends on a quarterback fumble by Seattle. The defenders hold on to win. So I was like, all right, that's a good game. So I flipped back over. Same crap. Turn it on. Lay up, lay up, lay up. Wasn't close enough for the Elam ending to matter. I was like, this is junk. Turn it back off. And that was the end of it. It was a horrible, horrible thing. Malone from the Nuggets said it was the worst basketball game he's ever seen. Jalen Brown, whose Guy Tatum. throws up this NBA all-star crazy number. He goes on and says it was a glorified layup line out there. It wasn't a basketball game. So the people in the game itself were ripping the game itself, and they had all control of it not going that way, and they still didn't do anything about
0: it. I Actually, you might dislike me for this take. I actually really like the uh, all-star game. This is where the age is. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, really? Yeah, I hated it.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) I wasn't going to be mad
1: at you. I just figured it was an age thing.
0: No, I'm just kidding. I It was terrible Um, because I don't know how anyone could watch that and, like, actually enjoy it. Like, the the most exciting part really was when eight guys weren't even playing and it was one-on-one, Hayden versus Brown for, like, three possessions. Like, right. That's how you know how bad it was. It's like you took eight guys off the court essentially and that was the most fun part of the game. Um, It was, like, again, there. I went back and, again, I like to watch old games and I like to, you know, look at the history of the game and all that look up the 1998 NBA all-star game on YouTube and click on the first one that comes up. And it's like from tip, they are setting Going. screens and like, like they're not playing, you know, it's not like it's playing like a playoff game, but they're, they're playing like it's a pickup game. And it's like, you get to see, you know, Jordan, you know, against Kobe and like actually playing some defense and like hitting fadeaway shots. And again, setting screens, running some type of offense. And it's like, man, like that's all like, that's just, that's really cool. Like, I'd love to see that with, you know, like the game today. Um, I was also expecting it to like turn out in the fourth. Cause that's what has happened in the past where like, but again, it didn't help that the game wasn't super close, but I know in like 2020 and maybe 2021 as well, like there were, you know, it, the game wasn't very good, but then it actually did. It, it, it was more of a pickup game, real game in the fourth quarter, you know, guys were trying and it got really intense late when there was like one bucket left and you, you know, it was actually entertaining and that kind of, you know, alone makes it okay. That was a pretty fun all-star game because you at least got one quarter of like guys trying and guys, you know, you got to see the best players against each other. This was, this one was just a joke. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how anyone could watch that and not be like disappointed by it.
1: If you follow uh, the players tribute on Twitter, uh, they posted a Kobe video. uh, What day was it? Thursday, maybe. Uh, And it was a video of Kobe talking about the all-star game a few years back and just saying, look, this should be the best pickup game you're going to find. That's what this should be. Like a pickup game at Rucker Park or whatever the case may be, where guys are just going and trying to show the other guy that they're better than them. That's what this all-star game should be. This is what the fans want to see. They want to see the best of the best going at each other, proving who's really is the best player and giving it their all offensively and defensively. He goes, you can go to like UCLA and find pickup games that are, Guys going harder there than in this all-star game. And that's the problem with the all-star game. And that was years ago uh, that they just posted. And he's right. Like if you had these guys, like you said, going with some type of intensity for four quarters, the numbers would be crazy. And instead, you know what I get? I get in my email today from the NBA. Oh, the most viral dunk contest in the history of the NBA on t- on Twitter or whatever. And this metric and that metric and how great the NBA was All-Star Weekend and all these different records they broke. And it was a, su- a success because all the talking heads on TV are killing them. Everybody is killing that weekend. And it's just saying what complete trash it was outside of the McClung deal. The rest of it wasn't very good at all. So I don't know if they'll change it. The NFL got rid of the Pro Bowl. And if these guys are going to play like that, for the all-star game they're gonna get rid of that next nathan that's going next
0: yeah and it should i mean if that's what's gonna if that's how it's gonna be i don't know how you get guys to buy in and want to play harder and whatever um i i don't like i don't know i, I don't want i'm not a fan you gotta of raise what, the prize money you gotta raise prize money for the winning team that's how it's yeah. gonna happen and i'm Every- not a, i don't want to do the like people have talked about the mlb where they would do the you know winning winning they used to do by conference, you know, if, if they went back to the conferences and said winning conference gets home court in the playoffs right. or in the finals, I don't want to do that. Cause that just, that to me puts like, that's too big of a thing in my opinion. Like if a, if a team is better than the other one in the regular season, like they should get home court. Like I don't want to do that, but, and that can really change who wins the, the title. But like, yeah, as far as other incentives, like there's, there's gotta be stuff you can do to just make them play a little bit harder. It doesn't have to be go out there and play like it's a playoff game, but like, go out there and play like it's a pickup game. That's not too much to ask. You know, I don't think I, and guys shouldn't be like, like nobody should be super worried about getting hurt in like a a pickup game. Like, I don't know. Like I, I, I understand you're trying to save yourself. You're trying to just take it easy and it's all-star weekend. Who cares? But like, come on, you know, you're play at least a little bit hard and whatever.
1: You know, that's the other thing too. I I could see where this all-star weekend goes away. And instead they do that in season tournament that, silver has been talking about forever having this in-season tournament during the middle of the season and a break in the regular season for this in-season tournament and then whatever benefits you get out of that for the postseason later i think that might be silver's master plan in all of this is they're gonna have an in-season tournament and the all-star game's gonna go away he has nathan marzian c sparky five for nathan thanks so much my friend we'll do this again on thursday look for nathan on his twitter account at nathan marzian to tweet out the poll question of the day uh, on Thursday. We'll discuss that coming up on Thursday night and we'll be right upon the season starting again for the Bucks coming up on Friday. Nathan, thanks so much.
0: Of course.